Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's right. I did, I did, uh, way back in the day, it was like, back in the, like, uh, early aughts or 90s, I did hear, I did hear that informational song that's supposed to teach you about Tukology. It went something like, Tuk, 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 I don't think I know that one. I, I don't remember it. I'm sorry. Thank you, Mike. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the spoilers for Hawkeye. <laughs> they yes. begin now. Someone hit the button. Okay, then if we're beginning them now, I I have to say the moment the moment you that very have last been slide warned. hit, and they say Kingpin, I'm like I don't care how blurry that is. I'm gonna figure out if that's Vincent mm-hmm. Diafino. Did not so the whole credits. Yes. <laughs> I watched the credits. It totally it is. is. This is more than like, this is a Christmas gift, a holiday mm-hmm. gift. <laughs> we have been given the gift of Netflix characters also now being a part of the MCU. Thank God, because yeah. so much from that show, those shows, was so was good. so good. And like, I, so I would good. kill to get uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage in the MCU. Mm-hmm. We can do yep. without Iron Fist, yeah, no, he, though. Yeah, he, he gets to stay um, in the corner. But... We have Shang-Chi now. He's not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> My neighbor. I just, actually, I kind of I kind of want them to meet, and I want Iron Fist to be like, I, you know, am like the, the spirit of Kung Fu and Shang-Chi to just be like, actually, no, Aquafina to basically look at him and be like, all right, I'm going to, like, dress yeah. you down. There is so like, many problems with what you just said. We're gonna talk about this. Like, and, like, you're just gonna have to, like, shut your mouth and go stand in a corner, okay? While we, like, save the world. Thank Thanks. Thank you very much. More oh. even so, this means that we could... We have Tom Holland Spider-Man and frick, the best... Charlie Cox? God, the best damn uh, kingpin. Oh, yeah. That's ever been been on screen, like. And also, didn't they say that uh, Charlie Cox was going to be Daredevil? In the they MCU? haven't said. They haven't been confirmed yet. There's a ton of rumors that he's appearing in No Way Home, which by the time this episode drops, I guess people will know one way or another. That would be. Uh, cool. But. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, because No Way Home comes yeah. out soon. Ah! Uh, so, um, I you know what I we'll, we'll what know. I read is that figure uh, fig- oh, I'm just misprint. Feige said, I'm mispronouncing everyone it's right, right now. Um, Feige said that if we were to have an MCU Daredevil, yes, it would be Cox. Well, because honestly, that show was just well, so Well, and Charlie good. Cox like, was I'm not... freaking good in it, too. He, he just, he's amazing. The writing was amazing. The send-ups to the old 80s storylines were so spot on. 
e- even the their Punisher was an incredible Punisher. It was a so different oh, he was from great. what you'd expect from a Punisher. Like he was not the yeah. stereotype like I'm the Punisher, I do cry. Well, he never talked to himself that much. I hate sad <laughs> for but like, justice and however, justice I mean dead bodies. Uh however, as good as everyone was the kingpin was just on a, on chef's kiss, oh, like on another effing level. Like, I mean, his portrayal of that character was just in freaking credible to the point where I'm like, it must have been like a no brainer when they were like, okay, we're bringing the kingpin in on this Hawkeye story. Yeah. Is is Vincent hmm, D'Onofrio available? Great. Then we're putting the kingpin in yeah, the story. If he's not like, available, ha- we would have used anyone we're else. We're going to use Danny DeVito on some stilts. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he would have been just like a really compact super body and super spindly legs. Honestly, he would have looked like Groot. He would have though. Oh, he would have. That's true. <laughs> I I am I have no idea exactly what this means if there's like some space warping stuff going well, on. Well, the multiverse exists. Um, Maybe things are bleeding over. Maybe right. they aren't. I mean, we, we don't we honestly don't, we don't know. know. It could just be they could just say, "Yeah, it's that was an alternate universe, but all those characters exist and look exactly the same in this universe too." Right. Um the now we did set out to talk about this episode, and like, and also like the rest be, of Hawkeye, because I don't think we've talked about it on the show at all. Uh, a little bit, but barely. I think I just I watched the first episode and said I liked yeah. it. I, I think it may have, but yeah, Hawkeye um, started a little. I don't want to say slow, um, sort of like shaky. Then oh my goodness, every single episode has been better. Yeah, more thrilling writing even more layered than the last it's growing every time and it's i i initially thought because this kate i i thought this kate was going to be really different from her comics counterpart she's not as different as i thought she's still Mm -hmm. uh so much cooler than clint uh (laughs) but she's not she's a little bit more uh uh fangirl superhero than uh kate is in the comics but I thought I would. I thought I would dislike her take on it, and I've, I really, really like what I forgot her name entirely. Um, Haley's. Haley Steinfeld, I think. So you see, the problem is, you say yes. Haley, and my brain says Atwell, and I'm like, no, that's not who I'm talking about. Yeah. And your brain's There's like, what do you mean? There's only room in my brain or about. my heart for one Haley. Haley Steinfeld is correct. Yes. Yeah. Also known as yeah. the little girl from True Grit, which is still weird to me. But, I mean, she was, like, a freaking phenomenal actress in that movie. And, like, here she's really good. Like, she has lots of levels. Like, it's not weird to me. I understand that people get older and stuff. It's just that my... I've had enough time in my adult life for someone to grow between those two roles uh, is weird to me. (laughs) I... The thing is, is that those roles are also so incredibly different. Yeah. I mm-hmm. they could they the only thing those characters have in common is that their parents are comparatively rich and comparatively um, dead. Oh no, yeah. that's not true. They also both have true grit. Oh, because freaking Kate Bishop in general is just such a a barnacle. Yeah, the whole like she called an Uber as it an works. exit plan, right? But yet she used a different name and it worked. 
but you know, it's like it's just such a different method well, yeah, than what Clint does, and that's why he doesn't quite understand her methods, and he's not willing to learn. But she's like, hey, you know, we could we could work together, but like. Just also like that string of voicemails, <laughs> yeah. you know, where oh, she was yeah. just like, yeah. "Hey, it's me again. I'm sorry to call, I, but uh, it'd be really starts. great." That is one of my favorite kinds of montages yeah. ever. Is just someone leaving progressively more unhinged. Yes, voicemails. <laughs> I will find yeah. you. User cannot accept any new messages. Guess I'm finding you now. <laughs> Yeah, but basically she starts yeah. at, hey, we are done. I can't believe you're treating me this way. Okay, forget about my last voice message. I love you so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, she starts Rowan? at, yeah, sorry for bothering you. Hey, there's things that we should check out and gets to, fuck you. I'm doing this. I'm a part of this. I'm doing this now. Yeah. <laughs> my my soon-to-be the... father-in-law is literally the swordsman, so you need my help. <laughs> and I need your help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the one way, I was so excited I when I really figured out like. that that's who that was, because that is one of my favorite, like, D-tier list Marvel villains. He He's playing that character so well, yeah. and a part of it is that the character is just a mask, over which I assume the swordsman is pretending to be a normal, just yeah. wealthy gentleman. Yeah. Well, the swordsman, I think, uh, yeah. I don't know enough about him, but I think he is a normal, wealthy gentleman. I think that's part of it, but he also trained Hawkeye in the comics, I think. Recently in X-Men, he was also a weird plant alien. <laughs> okay, Sorry. I don't know what to do with that. But what I mean is that I really enjoy that in the show, the character is so obviously a facade. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. There, I really love the moment where the three of them are talking and he turns on music and dances with oh, yeah. um, Kate's mom. It was so powerfully touching and yet so obviously manipulative it was perfectly it was exactly like the elena scene of you know oh these two are probably going to be friends one day but also right now this is extremely threatening and uncomfortable yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. there was how go ahead i was gonna say however 10 out of 10 love elena will always love elena perfectly I love everything about her. That conversation in Kate's apartment was incredible. So good. I love that they're making her not just another Black Widow. Oh, no. She really has. She's very different. She has younger younger sibling sass that she brings into everything, basically. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, I could just totally see her taking notes from her dad during that conversation because it felt like it was her dad kind of <laughs> being like, oh, let's make joke! <laughs> you know, even though... And then she, like, can switch, yeah. and oh my god, I just love her I, so much. I and the way, that, the way that they handled someone coming oh back from the snap... That was oh, so cool. Was that, so cool. I agree that the way that they... That they communicated what it was like for that it was just yeah. a few moments like there was no precedent no reason she would expect yeah suddenly everything's yeah. different and they showed the us that psychological um, break in uh yeah. in wandavision but this is the WandaVision. first time you've seen it from somebody's perspective mm. 
Yeah. Oh, you're right. Well, and and also like while we did see it in WandaVision, like yeah, I think it it was like reference that she like just woke up. Yeah in the hospital room and it wasn't her mom's hospital room anymore which also terrifying. would be horrifying um but yeah. like the fact that she was like washing her hands and then just and left then you, just you know and then came back and like wild especially wild. the way they digitally made the dusting work as one continual cycle yeah there was nothing in between it was almost as if it was mm-hmm. one action Yeah. There is so much going right in this show. I am just besides myself in how the first episode really did not prepare me in any way. The first episode was good, but like you said, it's gotten better every time. One of the things that impresses me I love about Kate Bishop, she really is capable. Like, in this episode, she saves the day. She does an incredible job. It is wild to me that the destruction of that bell tower was k episode one uh-huh. <laughs> well but i i think it's because she's grown. well and also the destruction of the bell tower like, shows exactly how capable she is right exactly like that yeah. is a i i wouldn't even exactly expect thor to mess up that badly right yeah I, like, I would. but it does make sense <laughs> But, like, it's just a level of effect that I really stepped, uh, like, took a step back is like, oh, Kate may not be as technically great as Clint, but she is a genius. I actually think yeah. Kate is probably more skilled than Clint and just not as experienced. Given, that would make given sense. everything that she has done and can do. Um, uh, I also, I just want to give a huge shout out to, and I don't know who it is, I should look it up, but the um, the action designer uh, and fight choreographer for the show, whoever that is, oh. you're amazing. That that Between car Maya chase sequence was so freaking yeah. cool. Mm. The, like, two-second mm-hmm. sword oh. fight between Kate and uh, Jack was one of the best sword fights I've seen on screen in a long time. And then, uh, yeah, the fight You really the fight got tonight. the sense that she was testing him yeah. and he was playing with her. It was very dramatically yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just want to circle back to, yeah, Kate saved the day, but I think she's also learned because then she walked away after she provided the escape route instead of being like, oh, I could, you know shoot her or I've I could take her down yeah. or continue it whatever of like no strike yeah bait. yeah yeah it was just like okay he got away let's talk about this because there's some stuff we need to do whereas I feel like episode one or episode two Kate would have like tried to leap off and, the like, building take her on, or yeah. firing and, multiple like, arrows at Maya. yeah and like would have tried to take her on and mm. then been killed Maya is exceptional. I don't know what comic book character she represents, but... She's Echo. Echo? Oh my god, what? (laughs) Oh. Oh. She's also getting her own show. Oh, nice. Dope. Yeah, they announced it at the most recent... She's excellent. Whatever Marvel press thing was the most recent Marvel press thing, they announced that she was getting her own show. Did... Doesn't Echo have powers? Uh, Echo's powers, I think, are similar to Daredevil's. Uh, so, right. kinda. Okay. Actually, that would 
not require them to show us this. They're yeah. kind of showing it in her like her ability. She fights like Spider-Man. She yes. is seconds ahead of other people. <sighs> it's wild. Well, and I I really I really loved how the fight choreographer is using her prosthetic to, you know, like block sword yeah. blades and you're yes. and and smack harder and like also just kind of how the the moves flow together and stuff like that and i think it's just absolutely amazing that they actually found a deaf uh amputee actress to portray her you know because it does make a difference because no one could really portray that without experiencing it it themselves and given how much of the show is is actually in sign language i'm so glad it's actually a person who is for lack of a better word a native yeah. speaker i think that and also i'm sorry them. clint you make it very difficult to lip read because yep. you barely move your mouth <laughs> it's true. but i like how they showed that how <laughs> like, she was like it, you know she only got like every like, third word it was saying? enough but well sure yeah. but like that's that's also um from what i have read of perspectives of, of lip readers that is usually about as good as you get you get about like 60% of what other people yeah. are saying, maybe 70%. Um, and it really depends on the person, but a lot of the time you're just, you're trying to do the lip reading and you either don't get a word or it's not the word that you thought it was and it just gets really confusing. Um. <sighs> yeah. Ooh, I bet. Well, and speaking of that, I love how his kids are learning sign language to connect yeah, with him yeah. yet he is not learning sign language to help mm, himself yeah. so it's i think that's very, really it's a character yeah, yeah it's a very yeah, yeah. telling it's a very character Clint thing, Barton that, thing to do <laughs> yeah yes yeah um but oh it's gonna be good yeah. it's gonna be good. i also I, love I the agree. relationship These they've depicted things. between him and his wife where she's not like oh, the shrinking yeah. vi- shrinking violet at home, she's very much like. Uh, clearly, she was a covert spy of some kind. Yeah, because uh, back she, in the day, maybe yeah, an she's running. Yeah. She strikes me yeah, as she's a running thinker. back end for him, like for this operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we know what significance the watch Not has? Really. Like, it's been a there long time since I watched online, the movies, but I'm fairly certain. We have not seen that watch. I don't before. think we have. No, the watch is um, new. I'm I'm almost 100 yeah. percent certain that probably, it's new. Okay. Probably. So okay. It belongs I'm tr- to the kingpin. That is my guess. Oh. That oh, if he sense. stole the watch as Ronan from the kingpin. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Which is why. Uh... Which then. Well, Fisk then is going to want him very dead. The kingpin dead. knows who Clint is because he hired Yel. He and Kate Bishop's mom hired Yelena to kill Clint, not Ronan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, yeah. I'm I am curious because I thought um, I thought the I th- yeah I thought, did, well, I thought but... the Contessa was part of the American government, but if she can get hired by the Kingpin, or if she can, you know, her then she's not. She's yeah, no. something more mercenary. Yeah, the Contessa doesn't necessarily work for the government. Like that was the whole thing when she brought on American agent is. You'd, U U.S. agent. Yeah, U.S. agent. It's not. It's U- not quite as good alliteration. U.S. <laughs> agent. You don't work for the government. You work for me, and we're hired out as contractors. Our rules of engagement Got are it. very different. Yeah. Yeah. 
which I'm also kind of like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am very curious what role, if any, the Contessa plays here. It doesn't. I seem doubt considering... she'll be. I feel like um, that actress is expensive enough that you probably can't get her for much beyond a cameo in a TV time. show. But they obviously have yeah. giant plans for her. I mean, like. I mean, like, something what, seems. What's to be... Julia Dreyfus doing nowadays? Uh, uh, she was on Veep for a number of years, but I don't know if that's still on the air. I don't think it is. And I mean, if it's not, then she's getting syndication. Yeah. So. I mean, and obviously she's but... got all the Seinfeld money she could ever want. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, and, you know, many other things. I I don't know what they're building up towards, but it does seem like something is being outlined. It. Well, because they don't have a big shadow organization or to work they? against. So okay, well, like. It used to be all about Hydra, right? right? Yes. Like, Captain America was like, Hydra, 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 Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. And, uh, then they eliminated them. And, every and so it was like, well... movie in which they've set up a new one, they have defeated them yeah. in that movie recently. Exactly. Yeah. So this way, it's... There's a shadowy force, but yet it's working within the government, so it's a little awkward. And so, like, not, I think not, that not it's going to be like a lot of shadowy force Hydra that definitely didn't work within the government. <laughs> no, <laughs> right, no, but I mean, like, but also like Hydra, I think is just a little bit more overt of like, oh yes, we're we have hey, a specific Hydra, ideology. You know, it's fuck you. Yes, yes, and I'm going to preserve my intelligence on data tape in, because that's going to last until I forever. Can take over a god robot and fight a and fight a horrible, horrible person inside of a tiny, tiny universe forever. That sounds like so much fun. Honestly, I was like. Y'all know he's gonna turn on you, <laughs> but in fact they <laughs> like, did. <laughs> and and while uh, while and we're on the subject of things that are built, they're building towards. I know I've mentioned this on this podcast several times, but they are clearly building towards Young Avengers, and I cannot wait for it. <laughs> Bring me the Young seems, Avengers. Yeah. yeah. So, and like now with the Daredevil Kingpin kind of coming in, I'm wondering if they were like. We actually really liked it. Let's like try and put parts that I we liked. About, because there was a thing I remember. There was a piece of news that dropped when the Netflix shows got canceled. That was like, um, uh, you have uh, uh, what was it? Um, like uh, like they have this many years until the character rights revert to them, and so everyone was wondering if uh, you know, the rights reverting would allow them to make shows with these characters and these actors again and i don't know if we're at that time period yet i don't know if we've made it i feel like it's got to be at least 10 years no it was only like two or three years it was it was a time that was like shorter than everyone expected but too long uh for us to like hope that all the actors would still be free Mm. yeah because honestly, all of them were just so fantastic. Well cast and recraft, well crafted shows, except for Iron. Fist. <laughs> Sorry, what's her name? Sorry, Iron Jessica? Fist to constantly dunk you on you, but like, so oh dunkable. my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's not our fault you put the basket half a foot off the ground. 
<laughs> it's just so yeah. hard to also be on a, a team with Luke Cage and Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Um, Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. De facto and, and, and you. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Mm. And I mean, like, there was just so much about, like, that first scene in Iron Fist where he's, like, walking through New York barefoot because, like, I guess he's been wandering the earth or something like that. And he's just like, whoa, everything's, like, so amazing. I'm like, bro. Like, I know you were in Tulum, but, like, they had to have a fucking radio there at least. Or, I mean, like, they probably had their scrying pools hooked up to ESPN or something. Like, come on! I mean, like, I that's the big difference between Tulum uh, and Kamartage. The monks were really like, no, you cannot look, you cannot watch any television or play any video games and you can, until you complete your Kung Fu homework, which is learning all of Kung Fu. <laughs> Kung Fu homework. But no one can ever learn all of Kung Too Fu. Too bad, you're going to do it in ten like years or not hell. Crying. <laughs> The protector yeah. of Kun Lun can the immortal Ion Fist. Oh boy! Speaking of kung fu and learning all of it across multiple universes, have you guys seen the trailer for everything um, all at once? I think I it's called um, everything yeah. everywhere all yes. at once. <laughs> okay, I have three questions for people. One. Mm-hmm. How about that freaking character Michelle Yeoh is playing? Oh my god, I'm so excited. So tangible. <laughs> what I love about this movie is that they took two of the most attractive older women mm. and made them so not like you normally <laughs> Yeah, like Jamie Lee Curtis, them. I did not recognize. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, and I, I was just like... I feel like this movie is going to kind of play on a lot of, like, older existential dread of, like, you know, am I reaching my full potential? Like, um, but I think it's going to be trippy as hell. Like, but in the best way. Yeah. I think you're right. The other question I have to ask is, did anyone detect any, like, magic shit in there? Oh, God, so, so much. much magic. Oh, what are you talking about? It's with? all magic. <laughs> so much goddamn magic. It... I had no idea what this conceit was going to be, and it was, like almost wall-to-wall opening the doors of perception like it was almost alan moore like you know what this really reminds me of um this is kind of like sense eight but there's only one character and i was like yeah this seems like that other thing <laughs> oh i highly recommend sense eight yeah you wouldn't yeah it, no sense eight was 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 good it it also got crazy that's true but yeah no like this i i think a24 is definitely sticking with what their studio is known for of making like really kind of out there conceptually arresting films yes especially their horror it it's a vibe Mm -hmm. they have a vibe as a studio and like it's either it either sits really well or it just doth not so um like i'm i'm excited for this one but i know it's gonna be quirky af yeah Yeah, they always are i am in here i wonder if i'm wrong 
Um, I want to see that, but I didn't want to see it so bad as going to shell out money to go to a theater to watch a young couple raise a uh, lamb, uh, Hengeokai, essentially. Yeah, no, I I had no desire to see lamb. I, I don't think I even <laughs> like, heard about lamb. It, oh, you gotta watch that, uh, watch that trailer. It's kind of like expectation defying in some ways um yeah lamp here you know what you'll have to watch it now but i'm gonna drop yeah a link. sounds good i'll watch it later the, the only the only yeah, lamb i'm but, specifically uh, aware of is um the book by whatever oh that's oh, such a good book Moore. yeah Chris I love that book it's so wonderful. goddamn much. He kept writing good stuff his stuff um, on vampires is his, really fun he, yes it's so funny yes but there's also some of his work, like, I would say one in every, like, five books where you're like, oh, you were really yeah. frustrated oh, sexually oh, while you were wow. writing this book. You are like, so accurate. Oh. He did, like, this set of Shakespearean uh, satire where it's, like, Shakespeare stories from the perspective of the fool from King Lear. Um, and they're all really irreverent. But I got to one uh, that was just god-awful. And I stopped reading that for a while. And the one right yeah. after it was incredible. <laughs> it was... Uh... Yeah. His his vampire stories in San Francisco Fabulous. are some of the best vampire books, like, yeah. I've ever I, read. I one up, um, I'm honestly willing to put down put it down at this point, after what we do with The Shadows and his vampire books, that the only vampire media I currently enjoy is parody vampire yes. media. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of take-it-too-seriously vampire Yeah, but if you're worried about... <laughs> Although... But rest in peace, Anne Rice. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yes, Anne Rice did die uh, recently. Anne Rice, early uh, queer writer icon. Not that she is queer, but all of her characters are coded yeah. that way. Very <laughs> queer. Apparently, oh my apparently god, early on so, she would oh really vehemently deny that Louis and Lestat were banging, and like like a, a decade later she was like, "No, you're right." It was right. basically overt. I have read all of the Vampire Chronicles. <laughs> they were very formative for me, and they were amazing. And if you like Egyptology, highly recommend Anne Rice's R Ramses, the second book. Um, it so in that book, Ramses the second comes back to life. He's brought back to life because someone reads his like Book of the Dead. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and basically, he like fucks his way through time. It's amazing. <laughs> he does. So, like, didn't she didn't highly she recommend write a books about Jesus fucking? I she so she uh, found Christianity. That was after I stopped reading. At her. one point, and made Christianity the focus of a lot of her books. That in a way that like really took a lot of people by surprise. <laughs> However, um. It turns out um, that she didn't take on, like, evangelical anti-queer stuff. There are some really good recent good. stories about her supporting um, trans people. She also wrote about uh, trans and intersex people in religion um, into some of her stories because nice. she did so much research about it. Yeah, no, like, she also wrote this amazing book about witches in New Orleans like the whole yeah. it's like a multi-generational story 
of this family of witches and just like oh my god the drama like amongst ooh, witches it's really good i'm not surprised yeah um but like her books were she also did uh werewolf books uh called talbo i think I didn't read any of the werewolf books. I only read the Vampire Chronicles and the Witches mm. in I, New I had forgotten and the Ramsey's book, the entire which was... Vampire Chronicles. Oh, yes, I did. I read every single one multiple times, baby. <laughs> um, again, teenage goth girl who never really could realize her goth dreams. Um, but, like, yeah, they were it's really funny because like I really enjoyed them but it was also like you felt guilty for enjoying them because they were very like popcorny but like not as much as say like Twilight where that was just the the level of writing is yes. very different very very different um but like yeah also Anne Rice's books were <laughs> Stevie. <laughs> Very. It's they true. were vigorous. Very, vigorous. very, very vigorous. I didn't know before this conversation that she was basically knocking out the universal lineup of vampire, werewolf, witch, mummy. <laughs> yeah. Checkers. Yeah, no, no, she definitely uh, hit all the monsters. Uh, in multiple the times. Mm, and the monsters all hit, if you know what from I mean. The Black Lagoon. That's true. <laughs> yeah, no. No, the creature from the Black Lagoon wasn't in there, as far as I, as far as I no, know. No, that's the sh that you're thinking but... of the Shape of Water for in terms of fucking the, mm. the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> now true, I true, certainly true. am thinking of the Shape of Water. <laughs> that movie, by the way, is it very wild? Good. Yeah. Uh, people have <laughs> okay, sex in it. I was surprised. <laughs> One of them might not technically oh. be a people. I was <laughs> I was surprised by how much I didn't. <laughs> quite enjoy the shape of water as much as i thought i was going to I, I get that it does a lot to disgust you on purpose yeah maybe that's it sorry yeah. i know we talked I, about there it there was time. yeah sorry yeah you, we've been you were like i i hmm. didn't i didn't i didn't enjoy the shape of water as much as i was hoping and my brain was like well of course you don't even like tea <laughs> <laughs> True. Mike does not like tea. I don't know. It's just hot um, leaf juice. I mean, really. It's. It I will murder. <laughs> uh, How could my old nephew say Prince something Zuko so said. terrible? <laughs> I would disown you. Um. No. I. We've been bouncing around a lot. Yes. Yes. Um, it's okay. Sorry. It's okay. We were talking about it's vampire like a normal stuff. Conversation Blade is part way. of the MCU. Let's bring it back in. Um. <laughs> Hey, oh, yeah. Eternals. It was at the end of Eternals. Mm. There was a mysterious voice, uh, which was I thought was Nick Fury and was apparently confirmed to be Blade. In for the Eternals? yeah, at the end of the Eternals, when the Black Knight is gonna pull out the sword and become the Black Knight, and there's a voice that's like, "Are you sure you want to do that?" And that voice was Mahershala Ali as Blade. <gasps> Whoa. So I don't know where they're going for that, but I'm here for a Blade and Black Knight team-up. I would be down for such a I, thing. I really can't wait to see more Blade, and I really liked the old Blade oh, yeah. movies. I mean, not only were they great, but they kept getting better and better. Where the third one was like, this could be trash. You could easily say this is a terrible action film, but no, it's awesome. I, it's just... Um would say that it was trash and was a terrible action film <laughs> in fact it but, was so good but 
Ryan you go Reynolds person. was very hot what do you, in it. What That's do true. you mean it was a trash yeah, movie well. when it has a very obvious Apple advertisement right mm. in the middle of the movie? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Wait, so, like, I have not seen the Blade movies in forever, and I need to know, does Ryan Reynolds act like Ryan Reynolds does yes, now? Yes, he does. Yes. It, early in Blade? In, yeah. So he, he has always been there Ryan were actually, Reynolds. There are some movies where Ryan Reynolds were not was not Ryan Reynolds. There were some movies where he was, like, romantic comedies that he did with Sandra Bullock and stuff, where he was more straight-laced. Okay, but, okay but that's what I thought. But once he got he was like, friends, I'm going to be this forever he's... and no one can stop me. It's true. Yeah. He, Which is great. I love it. I'm here for to it. That character in Just Friends. It's almost exactly yeah. the same. He's got a title. But he I... does it well. Yeah. No. He's very, very good. And apparently, like watching the behind the scenes for Free Guy from the director, he seems like a very professional actor who's just really good and um, and knows what he wants. But he needs like that particular yeah. role. Like it has to Which, be. Which, by the way, uh, if you haven't watched Red him. Notice, uh, totally worth your time. Quite yes. good. I should. Oh, Quite good. I actually have a confirmation for something that we. <gasps> oh wait, talked but you can't watch Red, Red Notice because cancel your Netflix account and stop supporting transphobia. Sorry, continue. James. Yeah. That would be nice if we could get um, Netflix to do what they want. Um, oh, this is a confirmation. It's the thing I said. Dang it. Um, Figi did indeed say, um, if you were to see Daredevil in upcoming things, the actor who will play Daredevil is going to be Charlie nice. Cox. We'll see when we mm-hmm. get there. Which mm. is very like, mm, sounds like So yeah. that's that's probably like a, so when do those rights revert yeah. back to us? Like, let me know the mm-hmm. instant. So we can give that man a I, job. Uh, oof. Yeah, and get this man a job. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys seen uh, Stardust? Yes, that's my favorite Charlie Cox movie. Um, in it, yeah, he was so good. That movie was so good. His growth in that movie, and like, oh my god, I feel like Stardust and like Princess Bride for me are like my perfect fantasy films because like it's Mm. just such a good story. It's so like so nice tight and it's just feel good feel good and also robert de niro as a gay pirate is just incredible yeah um has everyone here seen dimension 20s pirates of leviathan yes uh i saw part of the first episode um and at the time uh my brain got spooked by the oh this is this is the depths of 2020 content when everyone was doing a new format mm. and it feels awkward and weird. And I don't want to think about the fact that I'm trapped inside. Ah, like that was my <laughs> first introduction to a Bria Iyengar and my God. Oh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone played their characters so fully. Um, I was, it was some of the best characterization uh, that I've seen um, not that the normal cast doesn't do that but like people were they really did their homework on this is what my character is in every moment yeah 
Yeah, Mike and I uh, started Shriek Week. Oh my god, it's so good. <gasps> it's a lot of fun. It's, it's the horniest show they've ever put on. And speaking of for college yes. humor, that's saying something. Uh, but I, I yeah. can't even I can't even argue against that because I haven't seen the uh, Kids on Brooms holiday special. Hmm. Which just came out true. today, by yeah, the way. True. So we need to Which, watch that. Oh, we should all watch that. I'm very excited for it. I need to start it, but I think I'm going to do Mice and Murder first. Oh, yes. Uh, Please do. Yes. It has Grant yes. in it, and I love yes. Grant. Okay, especially... wait. Have you watched the latest, uh, not the latest, but have you watched the break, the most recent breaking news that's yes. facts about Grant O'Brien? Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> I can't believe he's okay with them saying that. I, I don't know he that must... he is, but... <laughs> I, he must be really into humiliation. <laughs> I mean, I I, I think he yeah. is. <laughs> I think he is. I mean, the best part of that episode of breaking news, though, was just Brennan Lee Mulligan being like, <gasps> he, <laughs> like Brennan's reaction to seeing Grant's sexy picture was like a baby chicken being born. <laughs> Or hatching for the first time. And I see it and I'm like, like I get it, but not because it's bad. I agree with Grant. That's a very it sexy is, image. It is, in fact, a very But sexy no one could prepare you for no. how deeply Grant is selling it in that picture. My, my favorite yeah. Grant moment is still the episode of Game Changer that was the murder mystery where he, uh, he, oh, he had a big monologue yeah. at the end. It was just magical. Because it was him the whole yeah. time? Yeah. Yet yeah, no, Mice and Murder, highly, highly mm-hmm. recommend. I will admit, I was worried about Grant playing the Sherlock Holmes type but character. He does such a good job with it. But he freaking kills it. And also, like, Sam Reich is just mm-hmm. a delight. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. he is so into this game like apparently he would he would like text all the other cast members being like so i was really thinking about it and i think that this is what's happening apparently there was they were having backstage conversations and the producers had to keep being like hey guys have this conversation on camera stop trying to figure out the mystery when you're not (laughs) being paid for what that's like yes um i and to sell people on shriek week i'm not going to say too much because not everyone here, like with pirates, has seen all of it. Um, but um, uh, Gabe Hicks is just, in general, one of the funniest he improvisational character creators. Yeah. Like he comes up with characters' voices yeah. and ways to interact. Um, it, it, oh my god, it was so funny and spontaneous, and just his ability. To creep out his players is I also something I aspire to. If you're to. a fan of dating sims, this one hits dating sims. Oh, yeah. all the tropes. So it knows well. it is a game about dating sims, and it does not shy away from that in any way. Um, I do have to say though, watching Shriek Week while reading uh, a Scalamance book. Um, mm. so like the fact that Van Helsing's like, hey bring your friends i'm all like he's gonna suck them dry of their magic like he wants something from them like there's something going on because like in a a deadly education uh the the book that rowan got me and i finally thank you for giving me the second one i'm very excited because i need to know what happens um but basically like the main character is very untrusting of anyone else Mm. because you have to like take care of yourself 
Um, because the school yeah, is just and, trying to kill you. And or, there are like, various ways of yeah. raising magical energy in order to be able to use it in your spells. You can do it the slow way by physical effort or engaging in activities that are personally onerous or really like grating for you. Uh, the more you engage with that suffering in an intentional way, either by like just doing a fuck ton of push-ups or running upstairs or knitting if you're bad at that, uh, the more energy you can raise. Alternatively, you can just fucking sacrifice some living creatures and get a lot of magic very fast. Ah. And it's called mal- malefice- Malefic- Malefactory or... So, yeah, there's an yeah, unofficial Maleficar yeah. track at the school for people who are doing yeah. that to get through their education. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like watching a D&D game or like a role-playing game where everyone's kind of these magical mythical monsters and I'm all like oh man someone has like some you know big like to do um so it's kind of interesting it it puts a little interesting slant in my brain the revelation of who Danny's father was which is only in episode one the way that they play it to the exact logical conclusion and how incredible Danny's commitment to that joke was. At yeah. The moment I heard it, I was like, accounting. Uh, oh. See, they, see, they, when they were like, who's your dad? And she was like, she, he's the count. I was like, oh, so it's Dracula. And then it was Dracula, like, no, right? no, it's, it's <laughs> no. the count. Like, actually, literally the count. <laughs> Uh, and I just love how Allie would like yeah. not let Al- it go. Al- no. Allie, like somebody, somebody <laughs> else pointed like, out to me that Allie like tried to play a straight laced normal character in this game, and ten seconds <laughs> in was like, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, they just they couldn't. They Have couldn't. you heard of raisin based uh, <laughs> vinegars? <laughs> and I'm just like, ew, raisins are already like preserved. Stop. <laughs> What's that, Rowan? All of all of Allie Beardsley's fermentation stuff, and then being like, "No, my fermentation's really good," as it murders the bad guy. <laughs> right, as the GM's like, "In game, this fermentation is poison." I feel like I, love I feel it. like as I feel like with all of their characters that Allie Beardsley has in real life experimented with some. Uh, some fermentation. fermentation. Yeah. It's like I know how they to know do way this. too much about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I just um, loved how like it took them until like half to two thirds of the way through the second episode to be like, oh yeah, psychology is my major. I should maybe be using that. <laughs> you get a lot of variety on how different people can play a romance simulator, and if yeah. his character. Just everything Iffy tried to do in romance was so goddamn funny and awkward. And yet he played out this, like, I'm a cool jock character. So um, the entire thing was a beautiful uh, paradox. I was honestly so shocked well, when his I, character I love was how... like, oh, I'm a, I'm, a, uh, like, I'm a theater kid. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I thought you were going to play football. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he has this well, big like. His outer... family thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like his family thought he was gonna play football too. So he, he's probably like stick it to them. Um, but like I love how everyone on the show is like 
so incredibly hot, yeah. and yet they are the True. most. I know. <laughs> like, it's so crazy. God. Guys want to do me, and girls want to be me. There's I'm one eating thing, soup. One thing we've learned. There's one thing we've learned from watching any college humor show. Uh, but especially Dimension 20, is that despite how cool these nerds are, they are just as, if not more awkward nerds. than we are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was also very cool to see every outfit Danny brings uh, to that show. Um, <laughs> Though I also really loved Erica Ishii's like, transformation from XX Dream <laughs> XX <laughs> yeah. to K. Yeah. Like, that was delightful. Uh, I can't wait um, to watch this holiday special tonight. Oh my god. Go, I, goat House. Goat House. Goat House. Um, I yeah, can't wait no, to so see good. that either, especially now that we're done recording our own. No, uh, we're done recording our ripoff of that show that came out, that started recording before that show. <laughs> Yay. That we started recording. That's what I mean, yeah. That, that, oh, okay, yeah. It's it is one oh seven. We should do what we yeah, should. Yeah, we should we should right. probably um, I, cool. I am happy to dive in first. Sure. Um I, I haven't okay. uh talked about what video game I've been playing during the podcast in a while, but today I'm going to go back to it because uh a game that I beta tested and talked about on this podcast while I was beta testing, uh Century Age of Ashes is now out uh on Steam. Ooh, that's the dragon. It is a right? uh yep, it's a free to play dragon dogfighting game. The controls and the dragons Ooh. feel excellent. Just really, they hit that balance super, super well. There's only three classes, but that makes it not that complicated to play and pick up. And I am really oh, enjoying good. myself with all the variety of different game modes they have. They have a, a capture the flag isn't capture the flag. It's pick up the flag and fly through as many gates as you can before the enemy dragons kill you. Mm. Um, and, uh, like, I've been playing a, a mode recently called... Um, what the hell is it called? Uh, oops. No, I was starting matchmaking. Uh, anyway, it's you got to collect as much money by destroying giant carrier dragons as possible. And it's so pretty. It's very pretty. Like, when I saw the trailer, I was like, this can't be in-game footage, because it just looked mm. so amazing. And, like, watching my play it, I'm just like, holy crap, that was in-game footage. This is incredible. Like, can you customize your dragons and your armor and uh, stuff? Yes, or... you can, but it's uh, because it's a free-to-play game, all of that stuff is unlockable as you go. Uh, uh, or purchasable, if you'd like. Which is so intelligent, uh -huh. because people will. Like, for example, the store so. just opened for me automatically, and I am now looking at a, uh, a dragon... <laughs> called uh uh Calvaxis, called? Lord Kavar of the, the Frozen Fire. And uh he is gorgeous. <laughs> but I've nice. also picked I up amazing dragons stuff for free. Are named uh similarly to how they're named in Tolkien. Yeah. Or to how guns are named in Destiny. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh speaking are you I are you done? Go for it. So speaking of dragons, I'll uh, piggyback on that. I finished the trilogy, The Secrets of Cove, mm. um, the one about the giant clockwork dragon that I talked about book one. So um, it turns out that 
humans actually created dragons as weapons and then the dragons took over the world because Ooh. how did we think we could control giant mythical creatures <laughs> yeah. um but like they they leave their mountain um at the end of book one after having slaughtered a green jack dragon who managed to get into the mountain and you know they use their clockwork dragon to do it and everyone was like oh my god you guys are amazing and he's like i know oh sorry (laughs) um he was like i know maybe you shouldn't have tried to re-educate creativity out of us (laughs) and they're like yeah maybe not let's let's change that so cove became much better went back to discovery and then the two kids like in book two go off on an adventure to try and find babbage because he's left they find him and then promptly lose him again Uh and then they discover that there's a whole bunch of pockets of human civilization and some of the humans actually worship the dragons because wouldn't you honestly (laughs) yeah (laughs) so the dragons like leave them alone but they're really pissed off that like some of their brothers got killed and then in the third book they find the the like mind control dragon um in san francisco of all places i was like oh that's kind of cool bay area shout out um and all of this stuff and like it actually like the writing really picks up in the second and third book um like it gets really uh really kind of tight and there's there's actually some like really amazing scenes um trigger warning there is a really big bully character who does get redeemed and he actually recognizes that he's a dick and he ends up like apologizing um and he saves everyone and stuff like that um but yet like the main character is kind of like never fully forgives him for the torture of being a bully but they like deal with that you know they kind of deal with like why that person was a bully and so it's it's interesting that they deal with it um i think it's it's kind of well done um but yeah it was a fun ya series about clockwork and real dragons um they're they're, okay so their method of re-educating the artist is they would stick his they would stick their hands in um wasps nests and the wasp had a neurotoxin they were like specifically genetically engineered to have a toxin that when it injects in you you become suggestible and so they made the artist believe that he would actually get physically sick every time he tried to draw because of the suggestion and like it was so fucked up that is fucked up so fucked up and i was like this is that kid's book oh my god so um yeah uh it was pretty intense pretty cool uh definitely an older kids book this was the secrets of so secrets of cove trilogy and like definitely enjoyed it uh by j scott savage um and now i'm really excited to read the last graduate (laughs) 
very excited. Oh, and definitely the after that book, I want to read the final Skyward mm-hmm. yeah, book. Yeah, I forgot that was um, out. Shit. Because, yeah, it's out, and I need it in my life. So, anyways, that was Mailing's Book Corner. Cool. Um, I guess I'll go next. Um, I, this last week, have watched all of the 2014 um, short animation series Over the Garden Wall. Oh, um, I love that show. Nice. Has, have, have, have you two watched it? Um, Rowan, have uh, you watched it? I watched it? like two episodes and then I was like, wow, this is, this is kind of out there and makes me feel uncomfortable as a person who doesn't enjoy watching horror or slightly spooky stuff, like even refrigerator uh, horror. Mm, so. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, no, it's yeah. definitely unsettling. It's sure. Especially I got to the last episode and uh, they only show the beast for a second and that second is horrifying and great. <laughs> Honestly, I could not have imagined anything better. Yeah. Um, it is an incredible um, late 1700s, early 1800s um, New England style story land. Um, and it takes you the entire season to figure out where the um, lost kids having a transportive fantasy are from. Uh, what the entire thing is about, yeah. like thematically, um, and some of the like repeating lessons have really incredibly cool, like Brothers Grimm type messages. Um, mm-hmm. The spooky style is, yes, very potent. Um, I'm glad you stopped watching then, Rowan, before um, the really spooky Tim shit Curry came on, because Tim Curry, Tim Curry's character is horrifying. <laughs> Tim yeah. Curry plays Auntie Whispers. Oh, worse yes. than the name sounds. Um, yeah. There are a lot of really, <laughs> really good uh, voice actors. One of the main uh, non-main characters, the woodsman, is voiced by, uh, what's his name, who plays Doc Brown? Uh, Christopher um, Lloyd. Yes, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. He's incredible. Yeah. There's a lot of really good voice actors on there. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's. I wonder. Fantastic. I wonder if Over the Garden Wall is going to become like Gen Z's Raw Doll, where Ooh. like Roll Doll, because you know it's like if you talk to any like Gen Xer or Millennial mm-hmm. kind of goth tending person, it's like, who was your favorite childhood author? It's like Roll Doll, obviously. Yeah. Roll Doll, right? Because dark. yeah, well, and like. I feel like Over the Garden Wall because it's made by Disney, no. isn't it? No, it was Cartoon Network, though I am glad you brought oh, okay. this up. Do not show Gravity this. Falls is yes. Disney, right? Do not yeah, show okay. this to your kids. I really yeah, no, thought this not. would be a, a good kid thing. And I know <laughs> this is it's a good older like kid people thing. above 16 maybe yeah. I, I think like you could get away with stoners. like I, I think you could get away with like a, a the kind of 12 or 13 year old who enjoys Coraline um but yes very Coraline but again like. yeah but again those are the kids who are gonna tend towards the spooky yeah. you know mm-hmm. where it's just kind of like um the pe- yeah the I feel like that and like gravity falls, gravity falls. <laughs> exactly yeah I feel like that 
over the garden wall and gravity falls and i mean even like owl house a little bit where it's like if you're kind of that like little offbeat kid who likes different humor it's like those are going to be your show so i'm i'm almost wondering if that's going to be like the next generation touchstone for like oh you're a spooky kid got it you know i think it's they're going to be different between those shows and Roald Dahl's books is, you know, because those shows aired and then occasionally became very difficult to find, like both Gravity Falls and Over the Garden Wall uh, became the kind of show that was like difficult to actually track down Someone and watch. Someone would have to give you the files. Right. Um, so yeah. I think that it, that lack of availability and the fact that the shows technically both ended is going to maybe affect that. I don't know. We'll find out as things test time. It's hard to say. Yeah, Roald Dahl's his own thing in that he was um, made famous early by Charlie and the Chocolate Factory's Mm -hmm. movie success. And then if you don't know how Roald Dahl normally writes... Oh, and The Witches was also incredibly... uh, Super dark. And I think he also did the peanut butter uh, solution. I don't know if I know that Or the peanut butter cure. The uh, peanut butter cure, and he also oh, wrote that was a maybe the movie. most well, racist Matilda. James Bond movie. Yeah, holy shit! He also uh, wrote "You Only Live Twice." He did, yeah. Also, well, because and not he even was, under a pen he, name. He if was you watch the opening like credits, it's like stuff. written by Roald Dahl, and I was like, really? <laughs> That's wild because he does not know much about Japanese culture, although well, you he, can tell. He, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, okay, so I, I bring him up, like, I loved his books, but, like, him as a person, trash human. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's he's legit a trash so I human. I found out the other day, um, and I, I don't know how this is me finding it out, because I had clearly, like, I read this book, but I guess, apparently, Charlie and the Great Gra- Glass Elevator is about Charlie going off to fight an alien invasion. Yep. It's a weird pivot. I don't know how uh, I forgot that. I never read pivot. it. I didn't read the next one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I never read that one because um, I didn't really like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. I don't remember much Sorry, about it. Sorry, It's me. really not my favorite of his. I'm much more into like some of his short story. I mean, I loved Matilda, uh, but like yeah. um, the um, the incredible story of Charlie Rose, I think it was, and other short stories had some yeah. really good ones in there, including the story from which all modern concepts of the word gremlin comes from hmm. he and he took gremlins from a world war ii um pilots verbiage when because pilots didn't know mechanics so when things went <laughs> wrong on the plane they'd say ah gr- we had some gremlins which is why that's interesting gremlins comes from this idea of mechanical failure he wrote about them as a pi- i think he was a pilot as um uh these little creatures that would help fix planes but they damaged them if they didn't do a good job it was very funny um <laughs> sounds like urchin from the uh, venture zone <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah. getting back to over the garden wall there are a lot of really mm-hmm. good characters uh beatrice's arc is incredible wirt's arc is incredible and as a previous sad teen i uh totally get it but gregory is one of the most incredible embodiments of chaos i have ever (laughs) seen in an animation it's 
he truly represents what some little kids are like when you say something like now the last thing we're going to want to do is run out into traffic and the kid goes you're right i'll run out into traffic (laughs) and fucking goes i am so so glad the fusion is not one of those children oh my gosh thank goodness i if i was greg's mom I would not be worried if the Greg was lost in a magical woods because I think, oh, my kid's missing. He probably broke into a heist to try and take over someone else's job and is now doing a crime somewhere in Cairo. <laughs> I don't know. It's great. You know, it's like Interpol will contact me. If they don't, he'll come back home for dinner. Eventually. And if they Eventually, arrest him, he gets three hots in a cot. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We'll just and bail him out. I've never heard Greg, three hots in a Chris... cot before. That is such a like nineteen forties <laughs> noir term. I love it. I love it. But but yeah, no, like over the garden wall. Really enjoyed it, but it it was definitely unsettling. I think I remember when we were watching it, we could only watch like maybe one episode yeah. or like two at a time at most. Whereas, like, Gravity Falls, throughout the beginning, it was like, yeah, come on, give it to me, give it to me. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to, like, show my kids this. It's so, like, fun. The humor is great. And then we got and to then, the last, like, the last couple of episodes, like... I'll be back. I was There's just like, yeah, no, I'm... turn into corpses. I was yeah. like, yeah, we're we're never showing this to our kid. Or, like, letting them know from, like, day one, be like, BT dubs. Yeah, there... This gets intense. If you have any questions, just ask mommy yeah. and daddy. Like, We're going to watch it with be you. Okay. are so mundane that you think they're going to be scary and nothing in them is scary. And then there are some episodes where you think, oh, this will be pleasant. And I'm still visualizing so some of those <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. even, even some of their sight yeah. gags, like... I know the rainbow vomit has become a meme, uh, but like it's <laughs> yeah. kind of disturbing anyway. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Eat your dirt. Well, especially when you find out like what those gnomes can do and like how awful they are. Like, oh my god. But um, yeah, music. super fun. Oh, before I go over to Rowan, the music's incredible. Oh, and over the garden more wall, than one yeah, song. Absolutely. Yes. More than yeah. one song every episode. Some of it's the beautiful. songs are so good that I've seen them before because people share like the Highwayman song randomly, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, yeah, that's over the garden wall. Rowan, uh, I have. Oh God, we're gonna be here for a while. I have a laundry list of things that I've done in the last couple of weeks. Um, so I have watched all of uh, Marvel's Hit Monkey on Hulu. <gasps> Ooh. Um, does anybody know anything about hit monkey already just that he's a one-off joke character that got really popular that's all i really okay no um so basically uh the animated series on hulu looks like it's gonna be following a very archer like uh hitman character and then uh it doesn't and they kill him off (laughs) and he ends up haunting the actual main character who is a japanese mountain monkey who is on a quest to avenge his clan against the humans who came and killed his entire clan looking for the hitman um i think i believe hit monkey 
as a as a gag was based off of that internet meme that was going around for a while of the the monkey looking like it's drowning a person that was like oh my god that's one of my favorite memes of all time that's why i brought it it's up that, that's wild hitman monkey take no pleasure in his job hitman monkey knows to stay professional <laughs> hitman monkey try very hard to do the right thing but also it's really easy to get drunk it's so much easier than <laughs> it used true. to be. And also, you can get away with all kinds of things by just doing a stupid dance in the middle of a casino after falling through a skylight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I definitely gotta yeah. watch this. What's your next um, thing? I also uh, started playing a game called Godfall, which has a terrible Metacritic score. Oh! Uh, but and, and like I kind of I can sort of understand why it's only rated like five out of ten because like the story is bare bones and it's mostly aesthetic and mechanics. But the aesthetic. Oh, but that, that aesthetic, is aesthetic, though. Yeah. though. It is a oh. beautiful, beautiful game world to run around in. The mechanics are. I was so excited for that game because they described it as uh, like a loot chopper because yeah, you know, like how a, Destiny's a loot it's shoot, a shooter. It's a slasher shooter. Yeah, slasher, slasher, uh, or loot slasher. Yeah. There we go. Um, uh, and I, I loved that idea. I wanted to play Destiny, but with swords. Yeah, and it's like it was funded by Gearbox, the people behind uh, the Borderlands games. Um, so uh, the mechanics are very fulfilling. The aesthetic is incredible. The story is incredibly bare bones. But um, I have been having a lot of fun playing through it. Uh, I paid like uh 20-ish dollars for the game and its expansions just before ps plus started being like hey if you have ps plus you can play this for free and skip straight to level 50 and do all of the end game content immediately. oh no uh i don't mind it because like i i feel like these people deserve to have some money because they did make a legitimately good product like it's fun to play it's very pretty I've only had it glitch out on me a couple of times um, over mm. the course of like probably 40 hours of play at this point. So like pretty good actually, considering that like one of the other games that I played, Ratchet and Clank, which was a launch title. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, I know that, that game. won a bunch of. Uh, oh, that got nominated for a bunch of Game of the Year awards. Uh, Ratchet and Clank or God's Fall. Y- Ratchet and Clank, yeah. yeah. Um, there is a portion mm-hmm. right at the beginning where you can soft lock. Uh, basic, oh, basically, no. a, a portal is thrown down to throw you through dimensions. You get lifted up and you start plummeting towards it. And if something goes wrong, you just start flying sl- slowly through the city that you're in, just getting farther and farther away, going past buildings, oh, no. until you hit the edge of the skybox. <laughs> it was. It, it was most. It was more funny to me than anything. I had already completed a playthrough before. Like I was on a new game plus when I when I hit that. Uh, fortunately, when I closed the game and brought it back in, it loaded back from exactly that moment, and then it loaded correctly. So it was like, yeah. Oh well, that's great. Um, uh, but anyway, Godfall. Yeah. Um, I've been enjoying it a lot. It can get a little samey over time in the end game. But I think that's at least part of the reason why they uh, made it so that without doing a lot of grinding, if you want to have a different build, you have to reassign all of your skill points to different places. But that's really easy to do, and you can do it whenever without it costing any kind of resource. Um, 
yeah, the combat is very fulfilling. Uh, you can smacky smash with hammer. You can pokey poke with spear. Uh, you can slishy slash with sword and make big boom with elemental stuff and throw shield like Captain America. And <laughs> yeah, that's I've been I've been playing a fair amount of that, and that's been a lot of fun. Um, what else was? Does the yes. shield come back? It flies directly back to you. Um, let's see. What else was there? Uh, Destiny 2 is currently doing a weird event where Zur, the agent of the Nine, is uh, working together with a celestial star horse in order to run a game show format arena thing. I heard about this. And what? It's, uh, like, apparently it's being played completely straight as, like, this is the star horse. We must do this because of the star horse. Yep. And it just whinnies. And that's some of it, its commentary is just like Evil. encouraging nay. Infinite nay. <laughs> Infinite, Infinite nay. nay. That's amazing. Love it. Um, so yeah, I, I just popped into Destiny recently to see what was going on and it threw me into that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I would so love to get back into Destiny and I wish there wasn't this barrier to entry within my own mind. And the barrier to entry is I have too much I catching just, up to do and I'll never make it. Yes, I'm so far behind. Yeah. I had just beaten Forsaken is as far as I've gone. Yeah, and like there's there's so much endgame to Forsaken as well. That said, yeah. uh, if you want to finish up that endgame... Uh, you're gonna have to do it by the 22nd of February because after that, because it'll be gone yeah. after that. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Makes sense. I understand why they do it, but my god, my god, <sighs> my god. Um, maybe that's is that everything? I could have sworn there was more stuff. Also, a cat keeps coming into my place where I live because I keep being Aww. like, it's cold out there and there's a cat outside. And then I let that cat inside. And then the cat is like, thanks. You can have some some petting of me and I will eat your food. And then I will spend the entire rest of my time that I am here asleep. And I've been like, oh, I'm also an do. introvert. This works really well. <laughs> that That's what they But do. honestly, that. That's the cat saying that they really like you and feel Especially safe. Especially if they're sleeping they like... in the same room as you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because that's like the ultimate, like, mm. I trust you. You're not going to shank me in... while I sleep. Probably. Cats are the ultimate parallel hangout model. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, recently got rid of our couch because one of our cats... Um, showed its displeasure over and over and over and over and over again to the point that it was super saturated. Um, so we threw it out. Uh, but we moved this like window bench under our big windows in our living room. And it is literally the perfect size for all five <laughs> of them to like have their own space where they can cuddle pile if they want Aww. or they can each have their own little nice. loaf space and it is so great and like the fusion keeps trying to climb up there with them and they're just like a little miffed about it but then they just like they they'll make room okay. for her and then just like snug pile okay. around her 
Well, at, really least, at least they're not going like, you don't even go here, or just like running off. Well, of course yeah. the skittish ones run off. But like, um, Silk and Chatty and Tabby, who are now all pretty much officially uh, laugh cats, um, will we'll make, uh, we'll make room for her. Because we force them. Yeah. So, uh, let's go through our... Um, oh, yes, yeah. let's so, all plug uh, ourselves or each we're... other. According hey. to preference. Uh, we are the Ace of Geeks. Phrasing. Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter, at Ace of Geeks. You can find us on Facebook, at facebook.com, slash the Ace of Geeks. Uh, you can find us on the net, at aceofgeeks.net, which is where you find... Uh, all of our episodes and some fun information about us and also where you can get a link to our brand new Star Wars improvised story podcast uh, called uh, Yavin Radio that is super great and you probably heard an ad for at the beginning of this episode Um, so uh, please do tune in we would love to hear your thoughts on it Uh, if you have thoughts on anything we've done please send us an email Jairus how can they do that A-C-E-O-F-G-E-E K-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G at gmail.com That's Ace of Geeks Podcasting at gmail.com My name is Mike Fadum. I have been one of your hosts tonight. You can find me on Twitter at VengeanceGod, on Instagram at Broken Infinity Films, and on TikTok at VengeanceGod3. I'm Mailing Fatum, and you can find me on TikTok at MLKitty1875, and also on Goodreads, where I share my opinions of the audiobooks I am consuming with lightning speed. Um, yeah, so that's me. Excellent. My name is Jaris Maragopoulos. Uh, you can find some of my writings on magic and theology um, at firstchurchofthemorningstar.com. I have a new essay up there on um, kind of uh, finding finding comfort in claiming my own humanity as an intersex person and all the cool magical cultural stuff that helped get me there, including um, Steven Universe. Nice. Nice. So check that out. Hi, Rowan. my name is Rowan. Um, I made a bunch of musical deets and dutes during the pandemic. I've continued making them this year, but they're not up anywhere yet. Uh, probably I won't get them posted up until next year. But if you want to listen to what I've what I made in 2020, uh, there should be a SoundCloud link in the description of this episode. Uh, if you like what you hear and you would like to monetarily encourage me to make more music for your pleasure, uh, I do have a coffee. That's ko-fi.com uh, slash celebrial. That's S-A-L-E-I-B-R-I-E-L. Little online tip jar. You can throw $3 in there and earn my undying appreciation. And while we're on the subject, um, just a thought that I just occurred to me, if you want to email us and let us know, uh, should we do a Patreon? Is that something our audience would be interested in if we if you got extra content for supporting it? You know, like episodes early would or people like us stuff? to call you in like a video message yeah, or something, something like that. Uh, send us an email. Let us let know us what know. you think. Again, that's Ace of Geeks Podcasting at gmail.com. Uh, but until next time. <gasps> That was an Ace of Geeks podcast.
Hello and welcome. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.